Welcome to episode two. I'm Dylan. And I'm Sam. And, and this, this is the Last Minute Sports, sports podcast. podcast. What a week. Yeah, it was a great week for sports, sports news, and specifically our favorite, the NFL. So Dylan, let's talk about our biggest shock of the week in the sports world. It's got to be Trey Lance's uh, ankle injury. It's yeah. got to be. For sure. Out for the season, totally derails San Fran. But I think they might be in a better spot at quarterback. I think so too, because Jimmy Garoppolo has proven to be a winner. While Trey Lance is clearly the future of this franchise and has a much higher ceiling, Jimmy Garoppolo has proven he's taken them to a Super Bowl. I think his record with them is like 39 and 15, which is ridiculous. I think it's 39 18. But About there, yeah. He's taken them to an NFC Championship this past year. Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl against Kansas City Chiefs. Almost won it too. Very uh, close. Kansas City pulled to Kansas City that year and came back in the second half like they did all their playoff Every games. Every single game. Every single playoff game. But I do think Jimmy G is the right move here. Don't yeah. wrong. Horrible Agreed. that Trey Lance got injured. I uh, did not like that Jimmy was smiling. No, you saw that? we all saw that. Everyone did. Twitter saw it. Everyone was tearing Jimmy. Yeah. It was very sinister. Everyone saw it. And it was... I, I, I did laugh when I saw Jimmy G smiling because I thought yeah. it was very funny. Uh, but horrible. I wish Trey Lance a speedy recovery. All right. So my shock of the week is actually going to be Ime Adoku being suspended for the entire season. Now... Right now, it's being reported that it was a consensual relationship with a female staffer, but I think if he was suspended an entire season, it was n- it's more than it seems. It's not just a consensual relationship. Yeah, I mean, it totally derails the Boston Celtics' possible playoff run this year. I mean, they were just in the final last year, and they did a pretty decent job. I mean, you have the young talent of Jason Tatum, and... I, I want to see where they go this year. Can they make the run deep without their head coach for the entire year? I want I don't know. I don't really think so, because I think that such a big change in why they completely elevated after that all-star break was Ime Odoku, and not having him there, it's going to be a big hit to them. Mm-hmm. So many big things happened this week, but those are our two major caveats of the week throughout sports. So, Sam, let's get straight on to the games of the week. All right, let's start with the first game of last week, Chargers and Chiefs. Chargers-Chiefs, whew. What a game. This was a really good game, and I think what it really showed is that the AFC West is going to be so competitive for so long, because both Mm -hmm. these guys, they're long-term franchise quarterbacks that are going to stay with their team. But I also think it proves another thing that, something I believe, that the Chargers aren't legit. Now, I completely agree with that. I mean, Justin Herbert, we all saw he got hit. He's currently day-to-day with that uh, rib rib injury right now in the cartilage. Uh, and the issue is, I mean, without him in the game for a while, they just seemed a little slow. Yeah, I mean, he came back, he took a big hit, he threw that laser, mm-hmm. uh, that deep pass, but I think it proves that the Chargers are going to be the Chargers, right? They're going to choke games, they're going to be 9-7, and seven. and mm-hmm. honestly, I do not think they are a legitimate contender. Uh, I love Justin Herbert, great quarterback. It's more or less, I don't think it's the team, I really think it's the coaching around them. The culture, too. Uh, the culture, too. I mean, no offense, uh, out of all the teams in L.A., uh, it's got to be the Rams. <laughs> uh, yeah. San, uh, the Chargers should have stayed in San Diego. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> when you have teams with cultures like the Bills, with that fun culture, and it's like, guys Jump are through excited. a table. Right. You have the culture like the Patriots, where they're so serious, you know that they're going to be legitimate teams, whether it's a super serious or super fun atmosphere. But when you have this atmosphere where it's just uncertainty, the teams are not going to succeed. And that, mm-hmm. that was pretty clear in the Chargers game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Chiefs definitely do look like a threat again. Patrick Mahomes being the great quarterback he is phenomenal could make another deep run to the playoffs like always i'm actually quite surprised on their success in the passing game without tyreek hill but i actually it allows them to go more places and have more plays because you know they would always have tyreek hill double teamed mm-hmm. but now mahomes has to rely on more of this short passing game. i think it's really showing that he is the best quarterback in the league yeah, I mean, we all knew that Travis Kelsey was going to get a lot of reps. Uh, it wasn't a great game receiving for him, five receptions for 51 yards. Yeah. But, I mean, the fact that he gets open so much, and not to mention, let's talk about Travis Kelsey real quick, getting body slammed, slammed by, by Derwin, Derwin James. James. Apparently, according to Travis Kelsey in their own podcast, I saw it, uh, yeah. he said that Derwin James came up to him to make sure he was good after that play, I mean, and that was hilarious. I, I don't think that's, it's a clean hit. It's not something you it see in football, but it, it was hilarious watching that. He got pile drive. The fact that it was Travis Kelsey, who's like 200-something pounds, giant man, getting picked up by Derwin James and body slammed to the ground. Personally, I believe Derwin James is the best safety in the league, 
I don't Minka think Fitzpatrick so and Derwin James are up there in that conversation. Yeah. I don't really know who else I would put up there. Maybe Jesse Bates. Um, but right now, Derwin James and Minka are so the clear, high up there. The clear best safeties. All right, so let's move on from that Thursday night game, and yeah. let's go to one of the most disgusting games. I shut it off, actually, around the third quarter. The Indy Jaguars game. Yeah. Um, Indy's in trouble. It This, well, let's be honest here. Based on the first two weeks that has followed the Colts' curses, right, of losing opening games, or not losing, tying, and losing to the Jaguars in Jacksonville. But in all seriousness, yeah, the Colts. I mean, you can't you can't put any points up. I mean, yes, they were missing uh, the maniac Shaquille Leonard uh, in defense, and that is a major uh, star power that is gone from that defense. And they're also missing Pittman. But one player does not excuse lose being shut out by twenty four points. No, that I'm, does not excuse it. I'm sorry, but like you have receivers. That's you have them. I mean, none of them are as good as Pittman on your roster, but they got to be able to catch the ball. Uh, Matt Ryan making some questionable reads. He had three interceptions. Wow. Yeah. Um, did not one that. of them might have been his, uh, not his fault because he got hit while he threw, and it's just like one of those ones where it just you don't get Pop the full fly. arm motion, and it's just yeah. Uh, but one of them earlier in the game, which I thought he was hit while he threw, he he wasn't. Uh, just horrible toss. What, like what happened with Matt Ryan? I know ever since twenty sixteen he wasn't that top five quarterback level, but um, he was that consistent four thousand yards, thirty touchdowns every season. This is honestly a hot take. It's gonna it may sound dumb to some people. I do think Matt Ryan is haunted by twenty eight three. And I think the Hall of Fame ball got in his head a little bit. I really <laughs> yeah, do. I don't funny. know. Because he probably he opened up Twitter, some social media, and saw people are being like, oh, 28-3, <laughs> you know? And it got in his head. It might have. And it was a great game by Christian Kirk. Now, I still believe he's overpaid, but a great game for Christian Kirk. I believe he had almost 100 yards, and I know he had two touchdowns. Uh, he had 78 yards re- 78. For, for six oh, receptions, but he did have two touchdowns. Yeah, big, um, big game from Kirk, and Trevor Lawrence looked good. Trevor Lawrence did look good, yeah. Against uh, a pretty good Colts defense. Yeah, the Colts defense, I mean, it, obviously, like I said earlier, they are missing that. Th- their biggest star, really. The yeah. Maniac is their biggest star. Um, Yeah, Trevor Lawrence looked like a first overall pick their second year. Um, for the first time. For the first time, yeah. I mean, you have to remember Urban Meyer is not in there anymore. Big difference. Uh, but and you can see the coaching is a lot different. It was even just a big step up from last week. I, he threw two picks last week against... Really, a pretty bad Washington secondary. And uh, speaking of 28-3, to let's move on to the Falcons-Rams game where the score of this game was 28-3. to Rams were completely ahead, and then the Falcons came back. Now, the Rams still won. But, I mean, this is scary for the Rams, even though they won. It's Yeah, it is definitely really scary for the Rams. Um, I do think they let up uh, in the second half like the Rams do. We've, we saw it last season. They were up big. We saw it in the last game of the season, actually, against the 49ers. They were up 21, I think, to like three or something at that point, and they just put their foot yeah. off the gas, and they lost that game. 49ers ended up winning that one, and it was a real, It was a decent game from Stafford. It, what He did not look like last year, and clearly that, uh, that shoulder still... No. The elbow, excuse me. Yeah, the uh, the elbow is still bothering him. For sure. Uh, probably. He did look better. He looked better than he did week one against the Bills. Yeah, uh, Cooper Cup, just a phenomenal game again, proving why he's... Well, I would actually... Uh, to me, he's the second best receiver. I have Jefferson over him. Uh, yeah, he is proving himself to be a not top five, but a top three receiver in 100%. the league at the moment. Uh, really solidifying that breakout season he had last year is showing that it's not a one-time thing that some and, receivers uh, have. Stafford actually threw to other receivers not named Cooper Cup. Uh, Higby had six catches. Allen Robinson had four and his first touchdown was around. That was probably... He actually should have had happy. two, but uh, they called one a play dead earlier in the game because uh, they called a timeout, but it was a... Oh, my bad. It wasn't a timeout. It was an injury timeout that the whistle was blown after the play already started. I, I mean, if the play starts, just let him finish yeah. it. And... Um, some a move I saw from them was the Rams took a safety like last play of the game, I I don't understand that because the whole po- I know they do that before when the Ravens did in the Super Bowl of uh, way back twenty thirteen I think it was a good call but in this case, they still had seven seconds left in the game what like enough time to get like maybe a. Mm-hmm. 15-yard return and throw a Hail Mary. Yeah, I want to get back to that real quick, but there's one person you forgot to mention that I know fantasy owners are glad to see back. Cam Akers did actually have rushing yards this game. Uh, apparently, he's uh, by the looks of it, he is out of uh, Sean McVay's doghouse. Uh, for, as a Daryl Henderson fantasy owner, I was not happy to see Cam Akers back, but yeah, it's always good to see Cam Akers run the football. So back to what you said about the safety, uh, Sam. 
And what I thought was interesting is technically after safety, you punt, right? Right. On the 35-yard line, you punt. But on the Rams game, he punted it out of bounds, and it was ruled a out-of-bounds kickoff. I think because technically it is a free kick, it's supposed to be the kickoff, but a punt. I, I understand that. I, it's an interesting call. I mean, obviously, it's something that you don't see happen too often. Uh, so the logistics that I'm not pretty sure of, but yeah. it, it was an interesting call. And uh, I know someone I know was complaining about that because he's like, but it's not a kickoff. And it's, it really matters how you look at it. I would like to see how the NFL responds to that because I know some people on Twitter were complaining. And also, I'm not sure that even in this scenario, I normally, as soon as the ball is kicked on a punt, the clock starts running on a free punt or a free kick like that. I'm not sure if it works like that. Uh, I know the clock didn't start in the Rams game. I know I was watching that. I don't know about you. Yeah. Uh, so- but... Again, that I don't get. I think it was a bad call for the Rams to actually take the safety and really give them a much better chance. Yeah, I feel like if you were further up on the field, uh, you, it would have been a smarter call because you could have ran back and oh, had a lot, more time. a lot more time. But considering I think they were on their own with their own 30, twenty six. Uh, yeah, it just wasn't the smartest. But you know what? The Rams got the win. They're looking like the best. Ah. I don't know who, if they're looking like the best team in that division. It's really close. The fact that Jimmy G's back definitely gives 49ers a better shot at making it to the playoffs and a Super Bowl. Um, this coming week, the Rams do play the Cardinals, so that will be an interesting game. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, Cincinnati Bengals, uh, former runner-ups of Super, of Super Bowl 56, and the Dallas Cowboys with Cooper Rush as their starting quarterback. Yeah, uh, Bengals are the disappointment of the season. I mean, to go from a Super Bowl run, which I think... In my opinion, I think it was a fluke. I think the Bills, the Chiefs, were much better teams than the Bengals. But it's a real disappointment to see Joe Burrow go from playing ridiculous at the end of the season to having five turnovers in week one. And I think he had maybe one or two this week. And losing to the Cowboys without Dak Prescott. I mean, come on. Actually, uh, Joe Burrow did not have any turnovers. He, he did on. fumble it, but he did get it. they did get it back. Mm. Um, let's talk about Cooper, Cooper Rush actually looked pretty good. 19 completions of 35... Uh, uh, throw pass passes. I <laughs> attempts attempts. <laughs> there I, you my go. Uh, which isn't great, but as a backup quarterback, it's pretty good. And one touchdown. He's two and zero in his career. He beat the Vikings on Sunday Night Football last year. They both had ge- in both game winning drives. Right, and uh, I mean, no surprise they beat the Vikings. It's Kirk Cousins on prime time. We'll get to that later. Um, but Micah Parsons leads the league in sacks already with four. He's averaging two a game. He's on pace for thirty four. Not gonna happen. We all know that. But Micah Parsons proving why, in my opinion, he's already a top five defensive player in the league. Personally, I think Micah Parsons is going to be might be a hot take. I think he might have been the best pick from the draft last year. I mean, oh, Jamar 100%. Chase might be up there offensively, but I think overall Micah Parsons is just ready for he, the NFL. He's the Debo Samuel of defense. He can play anywhere that's not in the secondary. He He's played D-tackle. He's played D-line. He plays edge. He plays coverage. I mean, he's ridiculous. Honestly, I have, uh, before the season even started, I had Micah Parsons winning defensive player of the year, and there's honestly a chance, and I certainly believe because he has four before week three even starts, uh, there's a chance he could break uh, Michael Strahan's and TJ Watt's record. Yeah, I mean, TJ Watt, I should have broken it last year. But, I mean, both these guys, TJ Watt would have been my depoy, but uh, now. All right, let's move on to probably the most shocking team that's not a disappointment is the New York Giants. 2-0. and Can you believe that? 2-0. and They have played bad teams like the Titans. Well, <laughs> the Panthers are awful. Uh, Matt, Matt Rule's... To me, the worst head coach in the league. It's not close. Uh, I believe I Matt Rule's Matt Rule's up there with the top three coaches who I think is going to be out of the league by the end of this year. I don't know how this is his third season. How did he make it through two? It's ridiculous. And the Giants' defense looks great. Yeah, Giants' defense looks scary. Uh, I'm not sure. Was Kayvon Thibodeau back in there, or is he not played yet? No, he's not played yet. So you're still missing a first-round draft pick being Kayvon Thibodeau. And coming out of Oregon, it most likely means he is ready to start right away. And Daniel Jones has looked good for Daniel Jones' standards. He hasn't looked great, but if the Giants can get into these games where it's a one-possession game and they kind of have that lead the whole time and their defense is carrying them, I think they have a chance to get the seventh seed. Yeah, I mean, Giants' first time in six years that they started 2-0. and uh, And I believe that six years ago was the last time they ever made, made the playoffs. The playoffs. Um, but yeah, uh, Giants really haven't played anyone. Everyone thought the Titans were going to be good this year. Uh, they've kind of been disappointing. We'll talk more about that Very. later. Um, but yeah, Saquon. Uh, Saquon wasn't as good, obviously, as his week one. His week no. one performance was 72 phenomenal. 72 yards. He um, it's actually, his running average was pretty bad. 3.4 Yeah, 3.4. Uh, but Saquon did look better than normally because we all know Saquon. 
soon. Uh, let's hope Saquon doesn't get injured. I'd love to see Saquon get back. He's leading the league in rushing right now, looking great. Uh, but it does concern me a little that he did only have 3.4 yards per carry against a pretty bad Panthers defense. Mm. Uh, so you said earlier the Giants defense looked great, and it did. But let's talk about uh, someone that absolutely demolished them. Christian McCaffrey, 105 rushing yards, one touch, uh, no touchdowns, my apologies. Uh, he looked great. Yeah, six and a, 6.8 yards per carry is great. Uh, McCaffrey's not back to that 2019 form. Honestly, after two years of injuries, I don't think we'll ever see him back to that form. But speaking of Christian McCaffrey injuries, he has been placed on the uh, injury report this past week. He's expected oh to play God. this week, but he was reported as what's the injury do we know uh, i believe it is just uh soreness in the legs but you know that leads to okay that's he'll hopefully i think it's like an ankle injury i'm not sure it just it just specified something it in the would ankle. be ridiculous if he did play of soreness after he's missed like 30 games in the last yeah, two years uh, i'll have to look back into that uh but i'm pretty sure it just it had something to do with his ankle and i think just a theme that has been present ever since the panthers 2015 super Bowl run their passing games it's awful it's it's really bad. I mean, their leading receiver had 43 yards, and mm-hmm. that's DJ Moore. Well, just for example, right now, I mean, we're talking about the Giants being 2-0 and right now. I'm just going to make a quick parallel to uh, college football. Uh, Duke and Kansas are 3-0. and uh, <laughs> That's going to be the same basketball balls. schools. Uh, speaking of which, they play each other this weekend, and I like to call it the basketball. Ha! That's because, pretty good. Because... <laughs> They both, so, I don't know. We'll talk more about that later well, after we get to college football. I just like to make that comparison because no one expected those teams to be 3-0 and the Giants are 2-0 right now. So, yeah. it's sort of giving me the same vibes. Uh, let's move on to, in my opinion, one of the worst games of the entire week. New England uh, against Pittsburgh. Yeah, this one, uh, super close, but pretty boring. You don't really hear a lot of news out of it. Mitch Trubisky uh, playing pretty bad. Yeah, um, Mitch Trubisky just did not look good. Uh, I would like to see... The Pittsburgh Steelers rotate their quarterbacks a little bit more. By rotate their quarterbacks, I mean him and Kenny Pickett. I don't really want to see Mason Rudolph. Uh, Yeah, Najee Harris still didn't look great. I mean, he looked better than week one. He's still, I think he's still a little banged up. Uh, Mac Jones, just to me, is by far the most overrated quarterback. There's nothing special about Mac. He's a worse Kirk Cousins. Yeah, uh, no one really on the Patriots had a great game, and nobody really on the Steelers also had a great game. But the only person in this entire thing that had a semi-decent but good, actually, is Nelson Aguilar. Big game from him. Uh, yeah. That ridiculous catch that led to a big touchdown. But I think just the Steelers, uh, not the Steelers, pardon me, the Patriots are just the most mediocre team in the league. Just so average. I honestly wouldn't be shocked if Bill Belichick hangs him up after this season. Uh, he might stay on as general manager, but if he, yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if he hangs I, him up. I could coach. definitely see it. Uh, Brady Air is over. He's getting a little older. Uh, I honestly think he might I hang th- him up. I think after last year, they kind of he that probably gave him the spark because they did have a pretty mm-hmm. good season. But I mean, this year they just look they look so average, and to get blown out in the playoffs last year that badly, it, it's got to send some messages to him that he might wanna. You might want to hang it up. Now, speaking of the Patriots, let's go to the Bucks and Saints, where Tom Brady, just another mediocre game. I mean, yeah. something looks, something's up with him. Uh, we don't normally talk about fantasy on this, but Tom Brady, I think, has averaged about 9.2 points this entire year. Don't get me wrong, Tom Brady is not a fantastic fantasy quarterback. Never but was. But he just, that's not great. Uh, Bucks defense has been insane. They're averaging uh, 6.5 points per game allowed. And they've looked really good, and uh, but I mean the biggest thing in this game was the brawl between Marshawn Lattimore and Mike. I Evans. mean we all expected it. It's always happened between Mike Evans and Marshawn Lattimore, even before Brady even got there. It happened when Jameis Winston was the Bucks quarterback. Um, yeah, I I do stand by the fact that Marshawn uh, Marshawn Lattimore was not suspended. Uh, don't think he should have been, and I'm glad they didn't. Uh, there are some people complaining about it, and most of those are. Buccaneers fans. I don't think Mike Evans should have gotten suspended. It was a shoulder check to the back. It's not like it was out of nowhere. He was Marshawn Lattimore was talking to his quarterback. I and the appeal too. His appeal got tonight. I think Mike Evans should be playing in this game on Sunday. I really do agree with that. But the issue is uh, Mike Evans has a track record with this type of stuff. Definitely. Uh, so that really adds to it. It's not necessarily his actions, but it's his actions again. Yeah. Uh, he did get suspended. I think last year, the year before, for the same exact type of thing. Twenty seventeen, the exact same thing between him and mm-hmm. Lattimore. So he has a track record like this, and yeah. you're you're obviously not going to get off easy when you're. 
used to it. You also love to see, though, a receiver like that just, like, protecting his quarterback, looking out for him. Although the brawl was actually originally between Fournette and Lattimore. Brady got involved. Ben Evans came mm-hmm. out of nowhere yeah. and hit Lattimore pretty dirtily. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh, Jameis Winston, uh, not great. That LASIK wore off. I know we talked about last <laughs> week how the LASIK is working. Yeah. No, it wore off. I found off. this out before the game even started last, uh, last week, last Sunday. Uh, apparently... Jameis Winston was playing with four or five fractures in his back. Wow. Uh, no offense. If you have four or five fractures, uh, it's not just pain. Uh, it's rotating. It's all that. You shouldn't be playing. Especially in your back, the most important part of your body, It literally, it's all your movements. And to play with that, I mean, they don't really have any better options. Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. He's a flex. And, and we've j- seen that. We've seen Taysom Hill play as a flex this year, and he's looked, he's looked he's good. He's looked really good. Uh, Winston threw three picks. That's... That's it's what, that's Buccaneers Winston. It's Jameis. It's it's not FSU Winston. It's not last year's Winston. It's Bucks. Yeah. Uh, Chris Olave, uh, second game as a Saint, second game ever in his career. Pretty good stats. Five receptions, eighty yards. I think he's going to be great. Michael Thomas obviously looked back again. A very similar stat line to last week. Last week or uh, two weeks ago, sorry, he had six catches for sixty six yards, two touchdowns. This time he is six sixty five and one. The thing that did spoil Chris Olave's game though was he did fumble and he did lose that fumble. Yeah. It just a really a defensive game until the end. It was three three for a while. Bucks come away with a win after a beautiful Tom Brady pass to I think it was was it Perriman or was it uh Scotty Miller? I think it was Perriman that scored that. Yeah, it was Perriman. It was Perriman. Uh yeah. Uh, in my opinion, game of the week here, folks. Uh, the New York Jets against Cleveland Browns. I never thought I would say that, but I honestly do think this was the game of the week. Uh, Joe Flacco is. Third in the league in passing yards, but that's passing yards are not that important of a stat. But what a f- last two minutes for the Jets. Yeah, uh, minute 44 left. Uh, Cleveland Browns had a 99.7% chance of winning that game. The Jets held on to that point three and took it. A big thing is that Nick Chubb, instead of sitting at like the one-yard line that touchdown, he took it in. And two years ago, it, it was uh, Browns-Texans. He had an easy touchdown, like an 80-yard touchdown, and he sat, and they won because of it. It also gives me uh, big Todd Gurley vibes. Uh, I personally, as a Rams fan, love Todd Gurley. Uh, saddest story, in my opinion, in NFL. Great yeah. career, and then just got derailed by injury very when fast. he did against the Lions. Uh, against the Lions. Uh, it's giving me the same vibes because he did the same thing uh, on the Rams multiple times at stopping at the one-yard line and letting time run out. Yep. Uh, but he failed to do it a couple years ago against Falcons-Lions, and Lions went on to win that game. Let's talk about Garrett Wilson. Who had a great week, two touchdowns. His first one, he ran a nasty little double move to the inside, fakes, ran a fade. My Pretty opinion, catch. best receiver from 2022 draft. So far. Uh, that's a hot take. I personally thought he was the best choice. I am glad the Jets took him because they did need help in that uh, wide receiver room. I believe that Jamison Williams is going to be the best, but he is still out for a while. I have, I've actually heard nothing about him in a while. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's expected to come back from week seven forward. I'm not sure because he did tear his ACL. In, oh, yeah. And you don't want to rush a rookie. Yeah, you, you know? really don't. Um, yeah, Joe Flacco looked phenomenal. Garrett Wilson, phenomenal. And let's talk about it. Uh, his second game ever as a Brown uh, looked a lot better than week one. Amari Cooper. Great game. Yeah, a lot of people were like, whoa, Amari Cooper on a new team. What's he going to do without Dak? What's he going to do without Derek Carr with a pretty bad quarterback in Jacoby Brissett? But he did look good. He had a big game. Yeah, pretty similar stats between Cooper and Garrett Wilson. Uh, pretty much identical, just the just a difference of one yard and one reception. Yeah. And one touchdown. And actually, this week was the first time in 13 years that the Jets, Giants, Jaguars, and Lions all won on the same day. That's mm-hmm. just in It is also the that. first time since 2009 that every single New York team won. The Mets, the Yankees, ha. the Giants, and the Jets all won. We need it. Once basketball season starts, maybe we'll get the all six. Yeah, let's uh, let's talk about uh, one more player in this game, and then we'll move on. Uh, Jacoby Brissett actually looked good. Yeah, I, I think... Honestly, I'd rather him say the quarterback because Deshaun Watson. We all know Deshaun uh, Watson. We all have our own personal opinions about Deshaun Watson. Uh, I was obviously not rooting for the Browns in this game. I was rooting for the Jets just because I like Garrett Wilson, and I thought it'd be funny. I will never root for the Browns as long as Kareem Hunt and Deshaun Watson are on that team because, in my opinion, neither of them should have jobs in the NFL. And you thought that was the game of the week. I think Dolphins-Ravens was the game. That of the was week. also good. Oh, a my God. 21-point comeback. 
in the fourth quarter by Tua Tagovailoa. Uh, greatest quote in the post-game pre- press conference by Mike McDaniels. Uh, I said to the guys before uh, before the game last night yeah. that I wanted to see them come back. I think they took that a little too literal. Yeah, uh, they did. And I love that quote. That's a great interview quote. It shows that you kid around, but you're serious. Because Tua in the first half did not look good. He had one touchdown and two picks to Marcus Peters. All of a sudden, once that fourth quarter hit, Tua became he became Mahomes. Yeah, Tua four wasn't it four touchdowns in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so first time in NFL history a player has thrown mm-hmm. four touchdowns. In so the there are quarter. two quarters in this game that the offense of Miami just didn't show up. Yeah, um, I know. Uh, the Dolphins' defense did get uh, lucky earlier in the game because that Lamar Jackson, Jackson. touchdown yep. did get rolled and back. Then they fumbled. Uh, then they did fumble it. Uh, so they got bailed out there. Uh, Duvernay starting the game off with a kick return. I'm pretty sure that is the first kick return touchdown of the season. I believe so. And as a Bills fan, my dad and I were so hype watching the Dolphins get kicked in the nuts on the first play. But I mean, it's like I can't be that mad that the Dolphins won because. It was a great game. Now, I will say, this is, I'm going to probably get a lot of hate for this, that Tua's, all of his major stats in this game did come from wide open passes. He had that 10-yard completion to Waddle that ended up being an 80-yard gain, and then he had the deep pass, the two deep passes to Tyreek Hill. Yeah, I mean, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle's entire game were just running verticals. Um, if you really watch it back, I would it would be interesting to see uh, how they perform this coming week. Against the Bills without Micah Hyde. Mm, uh, but that's still a great defense. I mean, it's going to put pressure on the offensive line and everything. So it's going to be interesting how they perform. Yeah, especially because those deep passes that Tua threw to Tyreek Hill in the fourth, they were underthrown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, we all saw it. Tyreek Hill had to stop for him. Uh, it's the same thing everyone's been making jokes of this entire offseason. Uh, let's finish off one more thing. I just want to talk about two more plays. Rashad Bateman and Mark Andrews. Uh, looked great. Both had over 100 receiving yards. Mark Andrews once again proving why he is a top three tight end. Bateman's breaking out this year. He had a great game week one. I think he had like he had like 60 yards on a touchdown. And this week he had 104, I believe. He had touchdown. 108 for a touchdown. So he averaged 27 per, yeah. for four receptions, which is phenomenal. Sacks. I think the Dolphins are going to be a playoff team. They're not going to win the division because the best team in football is in their division. I do think they are legitimate contenders, though, for sure. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about the real America team. Uh, the Detroit Lions. Uh, congratulations to them. They did not start 0-13 this year. Let's get a round of applause real quick. Uh, 1-1, first ever team to beat the Washington Commanders. Yeah. A phenomenal game, getting a 20, uh, 22-0 to zero, uh, lead at halftime. So, Amon Ross St. Brown is... So good. He's breaking out big time. Uh, he's going to be, in my opinion, a top 12 receiver at the end of the year. And Amon Ross St. Brown knows every single receiver that was drafted in front of him. And he keeps, like, a list of it. And Dayami Brown, the commanders, I believe, second-round pick last year, played against them. And uh, St. Brown made some comments and was like, oh, yeah, I didn't see Brown out there. And Amon Ross went off. Yeah, so let's start. Amon Ross uh, St. Brown, obviously, player of the game. Uh he rushed for 68 yards. I'm pretty sure that was on Jet, on one, jet Suite. He had two, two carries for ah. 68 yards. But not only that, he had nine receptions for 116 yards and two touchdowns. So he had he had close to 200 yards uh, between rushing and receiving. He had 40 fantasy points. Probably the phenomenal fantasy like sleeper of that mm-hmm. of last week. Uh, DeAndre Swift, once again, looked good. Yeah. And all that. Uh, Jamal Williams, they're using him uh, back and forth. They're sort of giving me Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines vibes from last year, Colts. Swift is top five in rushing right now, and and I just saw a stat about 10 minutes before uh, Dylan and I started recording that the Lions have the most big plays in the NFL. They have 19 plays over 20 yards in two weeks. Ridiculous. Okay, uh, also talking about the Lions, let's move over to defense real quick. Uh, second overall pick of the year, Aiden Hutchinson, with three sacks. Three. Uh, personally, I think Aiden Hutchinson what should have been number one. Uh, no offense to Trayvon Walker. I just think Aiden Hutchinson yeah. was most ready. Trayvon Walker, that combine really set him up. And I don't really think a three-day combine should change draft stock that much. It really could just be if you're having a good day or a bad day. But Hutchinson balled out. I'm not going to bash Trayvon Walker. He did look good in week one and he looked decent last week. But uh, I do think Aiden Hutchinson was the right pick. Carson Wentz, is uh, he's playing pretty good. Uh, they clearly commanders lost by fifteen points, but Wentz is second in the league in passing yards. Yeah, uh, the commanders' offense just couldn't get. I don't know if it's that they couldn't get it going in the first half or just the 
Lions defense was just there so often. They the Lions defense just looked phenomenal. Speaking of quarterbacks, uh Jared Goff. Phenomenal game from Goff. Twenty uh completions to thirty-four attempts, two hundred and fifty-six yards, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. That is one of the best games Goff has ever had in the past couple of years. Yeah, uh they still need a quarterback. Uh I don't think they're gonna make the playoffs. I don't. I think there's seven teams that are clearly better than the Lions. But I don't I don't see the Lions make the playoffs. They need a legit quarterback. I think honestly they should tank for Bryce Young, but they're not going to. Bryce Young or CJ Stroud, you said earlier. CJ Stroud, or uh, honestly, if it matters what their play style is going to be, but they could try to tank for uh, the Georgia quarterback, uh, Bennett Stenson. I think Bryce Young fits their culture better, more like just methodical passing down the field. Yeah, uh, I definitely agree with you that the Lions uh, might not make the playoffs. There is definitely a chance because they are in the NFC, and the NFC is uh, definitely weaker this year. Um. I wouldn't hate to see the Lions. I mean, I love the Lions. Uh, they're my neutral team. It's hard not to root for them. Yeah. Uh, MCDC. But when it comes down to it, they have Jared Goff. He's not a good quarterback. Straight up, there's no other way to say it. He had the good year in 2019, but he's not that good. And he's not going to be the guy that in those moments is going to show up clutch, lead you those game-winning drives that make the difference in the playoffs. Um and moving on, we'll move on to the Seahawks 49ers. And we mentioned it earlier, Trey Lance after the season. A huge loss. Yeah, um, Jimmy G coming in, 13 completions to 21 attempts, 154 yards and one touchdown. Uh, he's Jimmy G. Uh, looked great. Uh, had some stuff that was uh, kind of complaining about. But, you know, uh, first game back. Yeah, and, Eve, and Geno Smith considerably worse than he played against the Broncos. Uh, he had a pick less than 200 yards again, and I think the biggest th- problem with the Seahawks is their lack of a rushing attack. Rashad Penny, six carries for 15 yards. Kenneth Walker, who was super hyped out coming into this draft, only four for 10 yards. They rushed for only 36 yards. Yeah, um, the Seahawks did not look this, like the same Seahawks they did. I wonder if that... Uh, Jamal Adams missing is really felt in the defense, which is a possibility because that is a huge major star that is gone for the entire season. And even the passing game, I mean, Tyler Lockett, nine catches, 107 yards, great game. DK Metcalf, four catches for 35 yards. I mean, DK is physically the most gifted receiver in the NFL. This is your guy you need to be getting the ball to as much as possible. Screens, slants, goes, I don't care. You need the ball in DK Metcalf's hands. Yeah, they really need. They have some stuff to fix, which we all knew this. We we knew Seattle wasn't going to be great this season. Uh, no. It's a shocker that they beat the Broncos. Huge shocker. Uh, Nobody expected. But that. moving on, speaking of the Broncos, they looked horrible. Russ was indeed still not cooking. What happened is like I know there's a lot of altitude in uh, Denver and it messes up a lot of cooking, but what is going on? That was a horrible analogy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but Russell Wilson, uh, 14 completions to 31 attempts. Uh, that's less than 50%. Uh, one touchdown, one interception, three sacks. Horrible. I Uh, mean, this is, I think, uh, we keep saying shock of the year, but the Broncos, a lot of people had them winning the division. I don't, I have the Chiefs, clearly the best team in that division. I did have the Chiefs winning. Uh, I might have had Broncos actually at the bottom. They lost Jerry Judy, I believe is out for a couple weeks. He got hurt uh, with a shoulder injury. And to win by seven against the Texans, who have arguably the worst roster in the league with their best player being Brandon Cooks, it's the Broncos don't look good. And I don't think they'll make the playoffs. No, uh, just letting you know, uh, Jerry Judy uh, earlier today was announced that the injury is day-to-day, but it is uh, the team's decision and not the player's, so that could mean he is going to miss like a week or two. Yeah, I, I, I'm always on the train that if a guy is on the fence, you should always lean towards sitting him. Let him be healthy. Don't let him re-injure it. And who do the Broncos have coming up this week? Uh, the Broncos this week, Russ will be cooking uh, up against uh, the 49ers. That's going to be a big test because 49ers have a great defense and the Seahawks don't have a great defense. The Texans don't. The Broncos are seriously in trouble. I think a big thing is Nathaniel Hackett, the horrible play calling in week one with that field goal. Something's up in Denver. There's a lot of things in Denver that don't click right. I mean, your best player on defense is uh, in their second year, uh, Pat Sertain. Yeah. Uh, And then you got a brand new head coach and then you got a veteran quarterback that, no offense, uh, doesn't look like he's taking over an offense. I firmly believe Russ when that 2019-2020 Russ was exceptional. Still, he's never gotten an MVP vote in his career, but I don't know what happened. That injury last year must have really messed him up. 
And uh, let's move on to a comeback I actually think is a little more insane than Cardinals Raiders. No, sorry, this is Cardinals Raiders. Yeah, this is Cardinals. You mean then uh, Falcons Pats? Uh, no, God, what, what? are we on? Oh, uh, Dolphins. Oh, Miami Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Dolphins. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, there's a lot of comebacks that are insane in the NFL. It was, a really, it was a really insane week for comebacks. You had the Jets, you had the Cardinals, and you had the Dolphins. All down from, like, 15 or more. Said the name Underdogs for episode two, since week two was such a yeah. big comeback. And, uh, Kyler Murray, that two-point play, uh, there, that put him within, uh, fifth, put him within, uh, excuse me, that put them within eight. It was... Kyler Murray ran around the pocket for 20 seconds, ran it in, great play, saved them in yeah, that game. Yeah, great play by Kyler Murray, but 20 seconds. How as a defense, I'm not complaining about the D-backs because there's only so long that you can hold someone in yeah. coverage, but as a line, how can you let a play and a quarterback run around for 20 seconds and proceed not to throw it in, but, but to run, run it in? in. It's, it's awful, and the Raiders do have a pretty good D-line. They have Max Crosby, but... Kyler Murray ran a total of 80 yards on that play alone, and it was, that play was ridiculous, and it showed, because the two-point conversion that tied it and sent it to overtime, Kyler ran a while for a lot and threw a strike to A.J. Green. Yeah, a little sad thing coming up here uh, on the Raiders' side. Uh, Devontae Adams' grandparents uh, saw him play for the first, the first time, time ever, and uh, he only put up two receptions for 12 yards and one touchdown. C- complete shift yeah, from uh, week one where... He was also targeted for seven yeah, receptions. Cars almost every completion in week one was to Devonta Adams. And this week, clearly the Cardinals game plan, Buda Baker and Isaiah Simmons. And who's the guy that scored the game-winning touchdown? It was, oh, I know he has like three names. Oh, Byron Murphy. Clearly they game plan yeah. to cover Devonta Adams. Um, yeah, I was really upset uh, personally as a fantasy owner of Devontae Adams. Uh, was a little, I lost fantasy by two points uh, last Oof. last week. Uh but yeah, uh, no one really had a great game. I mean, Mac Hollins, uh, shocker. Yeah. No one thought that Mac Hollins would be number one rece- receptions, so, uh, receiving yards in this game. Interesting stat: Kyler Murray before last weekend in his career. We mentioned this last week. Owen thirty three on a double XP weekend. This last weekend was a double XP weekend. Kyler gets his first career win. I think he was just super excited for Modern Warfare two to come out. <laughs> Uh, I, th- I believe it came out last weekend. He was just super excited getting the game over and he wanted to go back home to Arizona. Yeah, and uh, great win. And do you see the thing that now they're investigating a fan that hit Kyler in their celebration? I saw the video. It didn't really look like much. It just like they was trying to reach. So as as of today, Sam, uh, I saw the video once again. It just looked like it was a mistake. Uh, yeah, uh, the Kyler said no hard feelings. They stopped the investigation okay. as of today. A- as they should. I don't think it was a big deal. Kyler looked more surprised than pissed, which really shows, I think, that it was a mistake. And we got to talk about the Raiders because 0-2, I think out of the six 0-2 teams, they are the most likely to make the playoffs. A difficult division. They've only played one out of their six divisional games, and it's something's going down there. Yeah, I mean, it's really tough. The question is, do you still stick with Derek Carr I mean he hasn't won a playoff game for you guys yet and he's been there I mean I think Carr's in that kind of like 14 to 10 range in quarterbacks yeah and I think with Devontae Adams I think there's a I think he needs a learning curve I think he needs to balance throwing to Devontae Adams and his other great weapons in Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller and I think um that it's going to take some time, and I think that they do definitely have a chance in the playoffs. Yeah, but that's going to be an interesting way that the Raiders develop throughout the season. But once again, uh, coming back from a week one loss, same as last year, the Packers win 27-10 to against the Bears. Aaron Rodgers' quote from last year, he still owns them. He will. The Bears prove that they are a pathetic team, and the Packers show... They're not going to show that they're a Super Bowl contender, because it was against the Bears. Mm-hmm. But the Packers... Great game from Aaron Jones. Yeah, worst performance, I think, so far uh, of the year and probably will be of the year uh, by a quarterback, Justin Fields. Uh, one interception, seven completions to 11 attempts, 70 yards. I believe this season Justin Fields has 30 pass attempts total. The Bears need to throw the ball. I know run game is what sets up the pass game, but they don't really – They David Montgomery had a pretty good game, and Justin Fields runs the ball well. But passing – it's a passing league. You need to pass. You have a quarterback. Throw the ball. Uh, I would say that uh, that Damian Pierce and some other rookies were the most overhyped player in fantasy. But uh, in my opinion, it is Darnell Mooney. 
he has not shown up this entire season no. so far. I'm a uh, big he actually had ne- he had negative four receiving yards this past week. It's probably a screed, but probably I mean, or just one of those behind throws. Uh, it's just he needs to get his act together. Uh, he was expected to be the wide receiver one, and he's not even looking like a wide receiver three. Darnell Mooney is a great contested catch receiver, and I think a lot of that stems from the problem that the Bears just aren't throwing the ball. They have 17 pass completions this season. No team is going to be successful throw completing 17 passes in two games. Just for reference on how bad the Bears were in this game, uh, their punter had the best stats. Four punts for 198 yards. Wow. Uh, it yeah, is really sad when your your punter has the has the worst stat, has yeah. the best stats. Aaron Jones, 42 fantasy points. Great game. He had uh, three total touchdowns, I believe. And I think this is what the Packers need. They need a game, two touchdowns, sorry. Uh, the Packers need a game where they can run the ball with Aaron Jones, they can run it with A.J. Dillon, and Rodgers can be the most accurate quarterback in NFL history, as he is. And this is what the Packers need to do going forward. They have bad receivers. Christian Watson didn't show. Alan Lazard did have a touchdown in his first game as a wide receiver one. But this is what the Packers need. They need to keep doing this. Yeah, so Romeo Dobbs, uh, Christian Watson, like you said, just didn't really show up. But uh, let's talk about the person that was, in my opinion, a shock that showed up. Uh, Sammy Watkins. Uh Great game. Three receptions, 93 yards. I'm probably the biggest Sammy Watkins fan you'll ever see. Uh, I have a signed hat by Sammy Watkins. I love him. I have two Sammy Watkins jerseys. And it's always great to see a guy on your former team that you really love succeed in another place. And I think that he can be that rack guy that uh, that Green Bay needs. Yeah, I personally feel the same way about Brandon Cooks. Uh, was on the Super Bowl team with the Rams. He was only there for a couple of years, but I love Brandon Cooks. Um, but yeah, uh, Bears need to get their act together. Uh, they got a lot of stuff to fix under a new head coach, second-year quarterback. It's it's a tough franchise. They're going to be bad for a long time. Let's move on to my favorite game of the week, Bills-Titans. I'm a huge Bills fan. This was amazing. Yeah, so it was amazing. Uh, Josh Allen looks like an MVP-caliber quarterback candidate. MVP. Uh, phenomenal stats right now. Uh, but I think this game was more or less of not how good the Bills looked, but how bad the Titans were. I think that the Titans are a bit better because there's no way that NFC, AFC South division can be that bad. I think that the Titans probably will win the division, but I don't know if it was the Bills' great run defense or Derrick Henry's just complete fall-off. I think it's more the Bills' run defense. I don't think you can fall off a, cl- a cliff literally that bad. He only had 26 yards rushing. The Bills' defense, Matt Milano, had his first ever touchdown. That's great to see from the best coverage linebacker in the NFL. Poyer had a second pick of the year. Bills' defense was exceptional. Yeah, we're really going to have to check with Derrick Henry next week. They do play the Raiders in Week 3. Obviously, their front force, I mean, is good with Max Crosby and uh, Khalil Mack. Mm -hmm. But um, we are going to have to see... You know what? Stephon Diggs, he's coming for Cooper Cup's triple crown. Stephon Diggs is... Having a great season. He had 144 yards and three touchdowns. I love Stefan Diggs. It's hard not to hate him. Uh, obviously, his most memorable play is still the Minneapolis, uh, the Minneapolis miracle. miracle. It's going to be tough to top that. I know as a Bills fan, you are like, ah, uh, that the play is not a Bills game. But it is such a great play. Uh, he is him. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why people doubt him. He's clearly a top five receiver. To me, he's the fourth best in the league. And... He is a great, I think he's underrated in the rack game. He's does, he does great spins and jukes after the catch. Yeah, I mean, once that game got to the fourth quarter, I pretty much shut it off because the I Bills pulled you. all their starters. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about it. Ryan Tannehill, uh, will he lose his starting job? I think there's a really good chance that by around midseason, maybe after the Titans have their bye, which I believe is in week seven, that we will see Malik Willis make his first career start. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Tannehill had two interceptions, uh, but no touchdowns, and he barely had a 50% completion. And in that game, Malik Willis, for the quarter he played, looked pretty bad. I know he's going up against the best defense in football. He took some big shots on that, too. Yeah, I mean, Malik, Malik Willis was very ballsy on that drive. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how he performs. But you got to remember, uh, what round was he drafted? He, he was drafted late. fourth. Yeah, so uh, you have to remember, fourth-round draft pick, first-year quarterback. Uh, it's going to be interesting. And also, you don't really have that veteran mentor because Ryan Hampton is refusing to do that. Who do you uh, think is going to win the division? It's clearly the worst division. They have one win total, and the Jacksonville Jaguars have it. They're not a playoff It team. really matters, in my opinion— if the Colts get the Maniac back in time. If they get him back by week four, there is a chance they can turn this shit around. 
but honestly, I do think that the Jaguars have a chance. I think we could see this division play out like the NFC East in the COVID year in 2020, where literally the division winner has like seven wins. I completely agree with you. Uh, final game of week two, uh, Kirk Cousins primetime, uh, looking like Kirk Cousins uh, in primetime as always. Uh, Eagles win 24-7. to So Jalen Hurts, people are saying he's one of the MVP candidates. I disagree because he has one passing touchdown. He has like four rushing touchdowns. But he still played very good. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. I mean, Jalen Hurst looks great, uh, especially that Alabama quarterback uh, issue. Curse, as I like to call it. Uh, They're not phenomenal. Um, But yeah, he looked good. Uh, But yeah, I don't agree with the whole MVP candidate. His passing stats aren't fair. And maybe I'm surprised we haven't heard people call him a running back yet, but the Eagles have the best rush attack in, in the league. And right now, I think that if you look at the best team in the AFC and the best team in the NFC. I think they both played on Monday night. I think the Eagles look like the best team in the NFC, and I think the Bills are the best team in the AFC. All right, so let's talk about the Vikings. Kirk Cousins' favorite receiver, Darius Slick. Um, <laughs> two interceptions for the man. Uh, great, great play. I think it was five pass breakups. Uh, yeah. He His stats uh, against uh, Just, Justin Jefferson were great. Oof, he, only, Justin, he gave up. JJ uh, had 40, two catches, right? He had six catches, but only for 48 yards. But I, I'm not sure how many were against Two Darius were against Slay. Slay and for like 18 yards. And one of Slay's interceptions balls went to James Harden. Random fact, just threw it out there. Uh, yeah, I, I did see that clip. I laughed uh, my ass off when I saw that because I thought it was very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, Kirk Big Cousins. Play Slay. Uh, he really came to play. Big place. Yeah, uh, Kirk Cousins just once again proves to us why he is not him during prime time. And let's be honest here. I don't really think it is just Kirk Cousins playing. I don't think it's that he plays bad because it's prime time. But I think the Vikings are doing what they have been doing for the last three years and just really being that eight and eight, nine and seven, or sorry, ten and seven, eight, nine and eight team. Yeah, they weren't a great. There weren't any good stats all around. I mean, Dalvin Cook only had six uh, rushing attempts for 17 yards, oh, no touchdowns. He only had six attempts? He had 17 rushing yards, yeah. And then, obviously, Justin Jefferson, which everyone thought he was him last week, only had 48 receptions. I uh, I didn't I mean, watch... 48, 48 receiving yards. <laughs> that would be really impressive if he had 48 receptions. <laughs> um, I didn't watch that game because I was watching Bill's game. I did watch the highlights. They kept cutting back and forth. And honestly, I saw this idea on TikTok. Get rid of Thursday Night Football. Give us two Monday Night Games every week. I love that. Uh, Thursday Night Football is just not it. It's, yeah. I, I love Al Michaels. I don't want his job to go away. But Thursday Night always has the worst matchups. And it doesn't fit in with the whole, like, weekend theme of football. And it's too long of a break between Thursday and Sunday. So speaking of worst matchups on Thursday night, this past Thursday night was the Steelers at the Cleveland Browns, in my opinion. Our first game of week three. First game of week three. Uh, and I think this could honestly be the worst game. Um... It's bad. It was yeah. bad. I watched it. It I, was high scoring, uh, twenty nine to seventeen in the Browns' favor, but it was not that offensive attack. Um, Mitch Trubisky, I think he need. I think Kenny Pickett needs to start. Yeah, uh, we really need to see what Kenny Pickett has to offer. Uh, it wasn't that he was bad. It's just Mitch Trubisky just didn't have that starting quarterback uh, attempt. It's such a shame. I'm a big Trubisky supporter. He's a former Bill. I think he was wronged in Chicago. But with the coaching staff with Brian Flores and Mike Tomlin, it, it's Mitch. It's not the coaching staff. I, I'm going to do a speed run here of the skilled players real quick. Najee Harris looks so much better than he did the past two weeks. Uh, Deontay Johnson, phenomenal once again. Eight receptions, 84 yards. Pat Fryermuth, uh pretty much lacking until the fourth quarter. Uh, and then uh, OBJ 2.0 was uh, catch. George Pickens. George Pickens. What a phenomenal catch. NFL young boy. He he has got that dog in him, for real. And mm-hmm. what a catch. Just falling back. It was like, it, like you said, OBJ 2.0. The catch was very similar to OBJ's catch. I dare say it was harder. Because uh, he it, the he went like vertical. I think Not vertical. O- he went horizontal. Yeah. More than, like, I think OBJ OB- was slanted. I would say OBJ's catch is better. Well, I actually don't believe that OBJ's catch is the best in history. There's no. one that this one bear, random Bears player made on a Lions player. He caught it, like, around him. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite catch in history is technically not a catch. Uh, it is the Franco Harris touchdown uh, where one of the receivers gets hit and Franco Harris on the run catches it going oh, the all the way. Immaculate reception. The yeah. immaculate reception. I love that play. I just remembered the Bear. If you guys want to look it up, the Bears catches Marty Booker. Just look up Marty Marty Booker one hit the catch. To me, the best catch in that. Yeah, so Jacoby Brissett, once again, not even horrible stats. 21 receptions for 31 attempts, only missing 10. Uh, 220 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Uh, Jacoby Brissett looks like a really good 
backup right now. Yeah, and I wish he was the starter, but... He's giving me big Tyler Huntley vibes from last year. Um, Tyler Huntley, phenomenal yeah. uh, backup last year for the Ravens. Is he still on the Ravens? I, I do, I, I think is. so, yeah. But let's be honest here, the greatest backup Ravens quarterback in NFL history is Trace McSorley. That is true. Uh, the greatest backup quarterback in NFL history is, say it with me, Nick Ryan Foles. Fitzpatrick. Okay. If we're being okay, if we're being serious, it's Nick Foles. Oh We've yeah, never seen I a mean, guy take a like that. Uh, but, but overall, fan favorite, fan favorite, career wise, I gotta say Fitzpatrick. I'd uh, like to see him on the Thursday night crew too. Yeah, uh, I I said I said to my uh, my dad when we were watching the game, I was like, "There's three goats there, and Richard Sherman." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "There's Andrew Whitworth, who is one of the best uh, tackles Great of all tackle. time." Uh, Tony Gonzalez high, might be best one of the, tight end of all time. Most likely opinion. the best tight end of all time. I mean, Travis Kelsey's up there in that conversation. And Gronk. Gronk. Um, and then obviously Fitzmagic is. I. You can't. You can't hate Fitzmagic. Well, Richard Sherman does have something in the goat debate as the best post game interview in NFL history. Well, I'm the best corner in the game. When you try me with a sorry receiver like Crabtree, that's the results you're gonna get. I love those Seahawks teams. They just the defense. It's like that, old fashioned. Football. That Legion of Boom was phenomenal watch it is very sad to see how it fell apart though all right so now let's do our week three game picks and we'll start off dylan with your pick for bill's dolphins it's gonna be a good game uh the question is which uh tua is gonna show up is it gonna be Tua turn the ball over or Tua during the fourth quarter of the ravens game so who are you gonna pick i think bills win it by a large margin uh i think the uh miami dolphins are on a high and i think they're just not coming down uh, ready enough to that. I'm taking the Bills as well, but Micah Hyde and Jordan Phillips have both been ruled out for Sunday's matchup. Jordan Phillips has had a phenomenal start to the year. I think it's going to make a difference, especially with Micah Hyde being out, but I'm still taking the Bills. All right, yeah. Bengals-Jets, the Mike White game Jets, of last year. Jets win it. I definitely think Jets win it. I think Joe Flacco looks good. Uh, it really matters how. Uh, is uh, Was Jermaine Johnson ruled out, though? I would love to pick the Jets. But I think that the Bengals can I there there's no way they start zero and three. I have to pick Cincinnati. Personally, I think if the Bengals start zero and three, then uh, Ooh, the, the something, is, something's, something's up. gonna go down. Zach Taylor maybe a coaching job. All right, let's move on to Raiders Titans. Your pick? Oh, that's gonna be such a bad game. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, if Derek Carr throws to Devontae Adams, uh, Raiders win that and. It's just, I, I don't think the Titans win it. I think the yeah, Titans Yeah, I think done. that's what's going to happen. I think the Raiders are going to win. I don't think, I think they're going to get their first win on the year. Saints-Panthers, Dylan. Ooh, 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 that's such a hard one. Uh, I honestly think Panthers could get their first win in this game. Uh, question is, is Jameis Winston going to show up as the Saints Jameis or Bucks Jameis? I don't think that the Panthers have a good enough secondary to intercept those bad Jameis throws. I think the Saints win. I think Chris Lave gets not one, but two touchdowns. In this like game. that, like that. Ravens, Patriots. I think this one's a pretty obvious. Pick. Ravens destroy the Patriots. Yeah, I think the Ravens are uh, top seven ish team. I think that honestly was a fluke last the comeback. I think the Ravens definitely win that one. Lions, Vikings. Now a lot. Of, this one's going to be closer. I think than people think. Uh, I definitely think uh, hot take. I think Lions win this game. Uh, it really matters how their defense can hold. Yeah. Uh, Justin Jefferson. That that's a that's the that's the biggest issue. It's not it's not Dalvin Cook. It's not Kirk Cousins. It's not it's even Justin the defense. Jefferson. It is Justin, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson is that team. He yeah. is Dalvin Cook is a top five running back, but Justin Jefferson you, is the you team. lock up uh, Justin Jefferson. It's going to be hard for. I'm going to go Vikings as well. Or no, you went Lions. I went Lions. Uh, Eagles, Commanders. This one's pretty easy. I think Eagles win this. Uh, pretty handily. Yeah. I mean, I do wish Curtis Samuel gets yards because I have him as my flex, but um. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think the Eagles yeah. pretty handily win. Personally, as a fantasy defense, I have A.J. Brown and Jalen Hurst and Curtis Samuel. I hope it's an offensive battle and the defense does not show up on either team. Chiefs-Colts, I think, yeah. I mean, I know you, you're you a Colts-Rams fan, but I mean... No, you gotta uh, be Colts, in my opinion, could be a worst, the worst team in the league. Uh, yeah. We'll get to news and uh, hot takes in a little bit after we're finished with this and after the break. Um, but yeah, uh, Chiefs win it. I think that this could be a massacre. Not could be. I think it's going to be a massacre, and the Chiefs win. Texans-Bears going to be the worst game of the week. Oh, it's most definitely. It is in Chicago. Uh, there is a chance Bears could go 2-1 and one right now. Uh, <sighs> that'd be, sh- that'd it'd be, be ho- It'd be very funny, uh, considering they are one of the worst teams, and they would be 2-1. and one. Uh, It's Honestly, I don't have a pick for that. Uh, I really don't. It's just such a bad game. No offense if anyone's a Houston Texans or Chicago Bears fan at the moment, but it's just, it's going to be so hard. I think the Texans win this one. I think that the Bears are 
probably the worst team in football. That game against the 49ers, the conditions were so specific. It was a fluke game. Uh, Bear, uh, Texans win that, excuse me. Chargers-Jags. Chargers should win that. I really do. Uh, they, they should win it pretty handily. Yeah. Uh, if the Chargers manage to mess that up, then they really need to reevaluate. And I wouldn't be shocked if in a couple of years that Justin Herbert leaves. Yeah, I could see that. If they don't start making like deep playoff runs, I could see that Herbert and Lamar leaving after their rookie contracts expire. Now, your Los Angeles Rams against the Arizona Cardinals, who are on a high right now. Uh... I think that high is going to be their downfall. Uh, that comeback, huge, don't get me wrong. Uh, I think just that high is uh, not good for them. I know that the Rams lost in week one to the best team in the NFL, and it was week one. But I think the Cardinals are going to win. I think that the Cardinals legitimately have a shot to win the division after that great second half against the Raiders. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting if that high that the Cardinals had is just going to be their downfall. Uh, the I think the Rams being... Uh, in a closer game, definitely gets them into the thing of saying we're not the best and we need to work on stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I do have the Rams winning that. I think seriously, the Rams within the next five years will be the worst team in the league. Yeah, uh, it's definitely gonna be after Stafford retires 100%. and once and once Donald. What there's gonna be real good, but you have to think we won a Super Bowl. It's, yeah, it's Cup, not for nothing. As soon as uh, Donald and Stafford retire, Cups out of there. Most likely, uh, uh, or whatever. Yeah, battle of two great defenses with. Two great quarterbacks as well. Packers, Bucks. Your pick. I think Packers win that. Uh, I, agree. I think I don't. I don't think 100%. Tom Brady's been that guy. Uh, you got to remember Mike Evans is out, and I think Julio Jones is not playing. So I think Russell Gage is their best receiver right now. Yeah, the uh, masked singer got Tom Brady messed up. Uh, I can't believe this, but uh, going into a game against the Packers, the Bucks actually have the worst receivers in that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't believe I said that. If you ask me, at have the Alan of the Lazard. Season. Alan Lazard is like a quality wide receiver. Alan Lazard, too, Sammy Watkins looked better, but yeah, uh, they still have Randall Cobb too. You can't forget Randall about Cobb. Cobb. Yeah, He's but reliable. The Bucks have the worst receiving core going into that game. I right think now. that Packers will probably have a really similar season to last season, where they start off bad, but then they get really good. Falcons, Seahawks. This one's gonna be a pretty bad game. Um. Yeah, I think Falcons win it though. Uh, Mar- Mariota showed some uh, agreed some some good stuff uh, last week against the Rams and Geno Smith. Just hell, the whole team didn't show. Yeah, anything. I think the Falcons win that one. Our Sunday night game, which is probably going to be a lot worse game than people would have expected earlier this season. 49ers Broncos. Yeah, we have to see if he does open up the kitchen actually, because yeah, uh, they... he's just been messing around in by himself. Literally, I think this is probably the biggest toss up of the week. Both teams have been super disappointing so far. I'm going to go 49ers. Yeah, uh, it will be interesting because you, you guys also have to remember that the 49ers do have also a full week to practice with Jimmy G as their starter. So he's getting first team reps again. And the game I wish that they uh, vetoed or whatever, uh, flex out of Monday night, Cowboys-Giants. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's talk about this. Uh, I personally love Micah Parsons. Uh, I have a family member who is a Cowboys fan. Uh, I do not think that they're going to win it. I would think it would be hilarious if the Giants do start 3-0. I think the Giants are going to win it. I think the Giants are going to be 3-0. That is, that's an absurd stat. It's baffling, and I would find it hilarious. So those are our takes and covering the NFL as of right now for the games. Uh, we will be right back after this short break. Wanting more updates on stuff that pertains to the podcast? Well, check out Twitter and Instagram at LastMinuteSP for live updates. Welcome back to the Last Minute Sports Podcast with Sam. And Dylan. All right, let's get into some other sports news besides the NFL. Obviously, a lot of this news is going to pertain to the NFL because that's mainly the only sport active right now. Uh, let's start off with something that just ended. Congratulations to the Las Vegas Aces for winning the WNBA title. Yeah, uh, I don't know too much about the WNBA, but you know what? It's a sports league. Congrats to them. It's their, uh, I'm pretty sure it's their first ever uh, title is. in first history. professional Las Vegas team to win a championship. Mm-hmm. That is true. Um, so congratulations once again to them. And uh, let's just get straight into the news, shall we? Joe Hayden retired. Joe Hayden did retire, former Steeler and Brown. Brown. He signed a one-day contract. To retire as a Brown, which is where he played most of his career. And he was a three-time Pro Bowler. Yeah, uh, let's just skip over to the uh, short uh, news about hockey real quick that we have. Uh, P.K. Subban, uh, major career, 834 NHL games played. Uh, Congratulations. Uh, Great game. Great career. Uh, And then obviously, uh, the biggest news, biggest contract ever for a NHL player. Uh, the Stanley Cup winner, Nathan McKinnon, 
Eight years, $12.6 million per year. Okay, I was about to say that's a really small contract. Per year, it's AAV. So about about $100 million. Yeah, it is the biggest contract ever for an NHL player. Just like if you think about it, comparing that to the NBA contracts, it's... it's So minuscule. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Because the Joker signed the $260 million five-year deal in the offseason. Yeah, um, good for him. Uh, Great talent, uh... Obviously, yeah. he's your he's your uh, your he's franchise your, guy. He's your franchise guy. He's gonna carry them for the next. Um, that years. is really the only real uh, news pertaining to hockey. Uh, season starts in about a couple weeks. Yeah, it's getting close. Uh, preseason starts, uh, I believe, this weekend. I think NBA preseason starts at the beginning of October. So, I so think we're getting up on week. that. So uh, more An- news pertaining to both of those. Yeah, NBA. Uh, just a little bit. Anthony Edwards was fined for his homophobic comments that he posted on his Instagram story. I mean, it's just disgusting. Forty thousand dollars. Yeah. It, he just didn't need to post completely it. Completely unnecessary. If you have those thoughts, obviously, you should not be saying them. Just keep it to yourself. Yeah. Um. Let's just get straight into the news pertaining to the NFL. I mean, there's not a lot going on in the NBA and NHL. Uh, wait, actually, uh, MLB, uh, Aaron Judge, he's at 60 right now. He's one off of his New York Yankee quote-unquote teammate I saw, from 61, Roger Maris. I saw a clip of people fighting for that home run ball. Apparently, the guy that got it, he gave it to uh, Aaron Judge, but he he's asking, he asked for like playoff tickets, and actually, he got a sign. Actually, he, he, didn't get a, he didn't ask for anything in return, but Aaron Judge gave him a signed baseball bat and a picture with his group. You'd hope he would get a... Uh... Well, yeah, tickets. I would assume he did. Just like Tom Brady um, did when that 600th yeah. touchdown. He, that guy got the bag. He got Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. The guy who didn't get the bag was the person who paid for it after. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's not a lot other than that pertaining to the other leagues. Uh, the MLB, Anthony Walker Jr. Uh, out with a quad. Uh, his, he tore his quad last night in the Thursday night game. Oof. A brutal injury. He just went down just in pain. Yeah. See him car off the field, it's, it's never something you want to see. Oh, Dane Jackson, we forgot to mention that in the Buffalo game earlier, went to the hospital after a really, really gruesome neck injury. Uh, yeah, his neck uh, did not look good. Uh, uh, he got clocked straight back. Yeah, clocked. Uh, good news, he has full movement, no broken uh, no broken neck, no issue to the spinal cord. And he he was looks able, good. He was able to walk out of the hospital mm-hmm. on his own. Uh, and obviously he's not going to play this week, but as a Bills fan, I hope to see him back in about there, two to three weeks. Yeah, there is a chance he could come back. Uh, it matters. It's just the team at this point. Yeah. So the last part of the news category that we have is player signings. There's only two really major names that have been signed this past week, and one of those is JPP to the Ravens. Yeah, uh, JPP. He was a great. He was pretty good on the Giants. Obviously, blew his hand off with the fireworks, and uh, he was on that Super Buck Super Bowl team. Ravens already have a good deal. line. I don't think it's that big of a deal. Yeah, I mean, it is a cheap pickup uh, for them, so it is a nice help off the line. And then, obviously, uh, as a Bills fan, you know this person very well. Uh, Cole Beasley gets picked up by the Bucks, but to their practice squad. To their practice squad only. That's interesting because, the I mean, they are in desperate need of receivers right now with the Chris Godwin injury and the Mike Evans suspension. But uh, Beasley was very good in Buffalo a couple of years. Uh, I think that's going to be a great addition. Yeah, I feel like it's going to be like one of those situations where he joins at the practice squad on first, but within like a week or two, he might be up on the active roster. Like, sort of like the Jason Peters. Who and like Antonio Brown was. That originally. also. Or uh, like what Marlon Mack is right now. Speaking of which, Marlon Mack is uh, the starter this week for the 49ers. In- oh, you know what? I'm a, bi- I, I'm a fan of Marlon Mack. I'm actually kind of surprised that the Colts originally drafted Jonathan Taylor because I like Marlon Mack. Yeah, I really do like uh, Marlon Mack. It's good to see him uh, get picked up again. Uh, he was battling injuries. I hope he can get through. I mean, as a Rams fan, I don't like the 49ers, but I do like Mack. All right, so that's it for our news. Uh, Dylan, you want to send us into college football? Let's go on down to it, folks. It is week four now of the college football season, and boy... Uh, what a week that's coming up. But first, let's talk about what happened in week three. Uh, everyone wanted this team to win, and they did it. App State against Troy. Oh, that last second Hail Mary to win it. It's like, especially that uh, App State had college game day on their campus for that week. It was just, that's just awesome to yeah, see. Yeah, App State uh, winning that game with the last minute Hail Mary was phenomenal. Fans rushed the field. Uh, but big props to, I don't think this person's going to get enough props. Uh, number two, I'm not sure who that is right now. He got that block uh, around to make sure he the touchdown would yeah, be to get valid. That, so he could so get good that for edge. him, uh, yeah. being a team player. Um, Georgia is them. They, I, I think they win another. I really do. Yeah. They they just they're, they just can't. That no defense. one can compete. Uh, they've given up 10 points of this entire season, and they're going Oof. into week four. Uh, and their Ridiculous. first touchdown was this past week in week three. Yeah. Uh, they are them. They're going to go back to back. Yeah. Um, USF Florida, a uh, big rivalry there, uh, in state versus in state, public versus public. Um, 
USF should have won that game. There was a fumble on the last drive uh, that pretty much just knocked them out of field goal range and just screwed over USF. Uh, and I'm still shocked that uh, Florida is still ranked. Yeah. Uh, they're ranked uh, 20th right now. Oh, that won't stay. No. Uh, it is a, a tough game. They play Tennessee this coming week. And our, our final college game is uh, it was Miami versus A&M. Yeah, versus Texas A&M. Uh, you know, those are always the questionable games when you have the ACC team who's ranked and uh, thinks they're all big uh, against an SEC team who's also ranked. Um, I personally think Texas A&M is still a good team. That App State loss was a fluke. Uh, we were due for a huge upset, and that was just happened to be it. Yeah, I have a lot of friends that are Miami fans, and they were waiting all day to watch the game. And for Miami to not even score a touchdown, I mean, that's it, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it is rough. Uh, final scores, I think, 17-9. It yep, wasn't a very entertaining game, uh, but it was very embarrassing, in my opinion, for Miami. Yeah, something different about uh, college and the NFL is that a win isn't a win in college. Like, it has to be a, it has to be a good win to stay yeah. right. Yeah. Um, those are the major four games that we wanted to talk about for week three. Uh, week four is going to be a phenomenal week in college football, in my Lots opinion. Lots of ranked matchups. Yeah, you got Clemson, number five Clemson against number 21 Wake Forest. In my opinion, that's a good game. And Clemson's finally climbing back up there after and, losing Watson. Uh, it's going to be or interesting. Lawrence, I personally sorry. think Clemson is uh, a little overrated compared to... not Cle- I said Clemson. Yeah. Yeah, Clemson is a bit overrated <laughs> compared to uh, what they're ranked. I don't think they're five. Agreed. Uh, you got Florida against Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee's ranked 11th, so that's 11 against 20, which is also another phenomenal game. I think Tennessee wins that out of the water. Uh, newly ranked Washington uh, upsets Michigan State last week. Uh, not even a slight game. It was, I think, a double-digit upset. Yeah, I actually I don't watch that much college, but I tend to root for Michigan State because of uh, YouTuber MMG. It's just a not fun MMG. YouTuber. Yeah. Yeah, uh... Other than that, uh, you got big games like Arkansas, Texas A&M. Uh, that's also going to be a great game. SEC yep. uh, ranked matchup. We always love those. Who doesn't? Um, yeah, it's going to be a great week coming up. Uh, a lot of uh, in uh, in division rivalries like Big Ten versus Big Ten, Big Twelve versus Big Twelve, ACC versus ACC. It's just going to be phenomenal. Well, that concludes episode two. I'm Dylan, and I'm Sam, and, and thank, thank you, you for, for listening, listening to, to the Last Minute Sports, Sports Podcast. Podcast.